Welcome to Just Floss It with Jasmine Capra. Hey guys, I'm Jasmine. A registered dental hygienist. There's my teeth. Traveler, fashionista. Ooh la la. When she's not helping people with their smile, she's making them smile. <laughs> Enlightening, honest, funny. I'm a cheese head, duh. This is Just Floss It with Jasmine Capra, and you're listening to her podcast. Thanks for joining me on my podcast today, Just Floss It. Today, I have another special guest every week. Uh, for the past couple of weeks, I've been bringing on a dental influencer, someone that I feel has made a great impact on the dental community, and I just want to raise the roof and talk about them and tell you all about their mission and why they're doing this and just also shed light on different perspectives of dental hygiene. Um, But before I get started, this podcast was brought to you by OrthoBuddy, an orthodontic toothbrush made for traditional and lingual brackets. It takes about 20 to 30 seconds to use. I absolutely love it. I tried it on my mother and I am obsessed. You use it with toothpaste and you brush above and below the wire on the upper and lower arch and then you follow up of course with your regular toothbrush. It can replace your proxy, interproximal, or even Christmas trees that you recommend to your patients or that you use on yourself. The brush lasts for about three to four months and the handle is made of birch wood. It helps orthodontists, dentists, and parents turn patients from poor brushers during orthodontic treatment to excellent brushers. It prevents white spots, decalcification, cavities, and even gum issues by cleaning all around and in between the brackets, elastics, and up to the gums. OrthoBuddy is super easy, safe, and effective. And I know because I have tried it on several of my patients and on my mother. After, you know, last week's episode with Paola, Paola RDH.15, if you guys aren't following her, you should hit that follow button. But before that, I had Brush with Brit, Brittany, a hygienist from San Diego and my friend the french hygienist marie from san francisco this week i have someone from all the way across the world Uh, you might recognize her but without further ado let's get her on this phone call because i cannot wait any longer wait let me tell you guys a little bit about what i just did so i just hung out with one of my really good friends simon Uh, She's a hygienist here locally in my area. We get together every so often and every time I catch up with her, I'm like, oh, I just love seeing her. It's so good to talk about work life and have something in common as far as that goes. And I just feel so rejuvenated when I come back from hanging out with her. We went out for Mexican food. Uh, My belly is super full. She had a taco. I had a taco salad. And now I'm just ready to podcast it up. Today, I did nothing fun. I did so much laundry. Dude, you just like look at your pile and you're like, okay, I think I'm on my last pair of scrubs and it's time to do laundry. And I didn't realize that it would take me four hours (laughs) to do laundry. I guess I don't mind the act of throwing in the laundry into the washer machine, but I hate folding and putting it away. I just despise it. I loathe it. I I really do. I don't know if anyone else feels that way. Do you feel like you hate the laundry part? Um, I also don't mind cleaning, but it's just something about laundry. All right, enough about laundry. 
stupid crap that really doesn't matter. Um, today was my day off, and that's all that truly matters. Um, let's get this new special guest on my podcast. Let me call her up for you guys. Get her on that hotline bling. Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Is that your best Australian accent? Um, yes. How did you know? <laughs> you sound a bit more British, though, but good try. Oh, shoot. All right. Well, I tried. Now back to my American accent. Oh, my gosh. So um, for the people listening... I actually just called her and I made the mistake of not pressing the record button. So I said, hey, don't start. I'm going to call you right back because I accidentally didn't press record. So (laughs) thanks for the bloopers and for doing it over again with me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. You know, I'm a dental hygienist, not like a an expert our forte yeah this is not my forte um but anyways I didn't tell anybody I just said I'm inviting a special guest so I'll present you now this is Emma right is it Emma or am I saying it wrong no you said it right okay and your Instagram (laughs) handle is Emma talks teeth Emma talks teeth now let me just tell you this is our first time ever having like a real conversation on the phone for the listeners mm-hmm. on the other line. Um, so we're just truly getting to know each other and y'all are going to be like on our first date. So welcome <laughs> to our first kind of blind date. Welcome, everybody. I hope we can have a date, too. I know we just started, <laughs> but. <laughs> okay, so. I guess they got the hit. You're kind of from Australia. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's almost 9.30 here at night. What time is it for you? Oh, my gosh. You stayed up for me. That's almost my bedtime. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I, yes, I stayed up for you. I feel, I feel flattered. <laughs> I'm flattered. I'm flattered that it you is, came on. It is 2.20. 2.21 to be exact. Ooh. And it's Saturday afternoon. Okay. From the future. And what is... Oh, you're in the future. That's right. Okay, so what is Mm. the future like in Australia? What's the weather like? (laughs) It's actually a beautiful day. Today, the sun is shining. It's 19 degrees, which is super warm for a winter. Usually, it's 10, 11 degrees. So, today is a... Yeah, a rarity. So it's been nice. And I worked this morning and I walked out into the sunshine, which was lovely. Oh my goodness. You already sound like you're off to a beautiful day and it's not even over yet. Yes, it's just getting started. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you're a dental hygienist, right? Yes, um, an oral health therapist, which is a dental hygienist and dental therapist. Oh, but yes, a dental hygienist too. Yeah. That is awesome. So, do you have to go to school for both separate entities, or how does that work? No. So, um, in Australia, you can do dental hygiene, and that's a, a ta- what we call a TAFE course here. So, it's I'm not sure what to compare it to maybe like community college I'm not entirely sure okay but and then we've got university degrees um so like colleges and they only usually offer the oral health therapy course 
the Bachelor of Oral Health, and that's um, a dual qualification of dental hygiene and dental therapy. So um, not many universities do just the one now. Um, They want us to be trained in both hygiene and therapy in Australia, which is pretty cool. Oh, wow. That's that's Mm. really neat. I mean, here in the U.S., it's like you're either a dental assistant, a registered dental hygienist. They have something called an RDHAP, which is a hygienist with like kind of extended functions. So they can kind of own their own clinic um, and help people. But I believe it's very limited as to what they can do as far as opening their own business and clinic up. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that is really neat that they have that there. And what are you allowed to do as a hygienist? What's your role? So uh, in clinic, it depends where you work, of course, but we can work with, um, specialists like periodontists. We can work with orthodontists and assist with Invisalign, brackets wise, etc. We can work in general practice. So my dental therapy scope of practice, it depends where you graduate from, but I can do restorative work up until the age of 26 years old. So um, that's fillings on adult teeth as well. And You do fillings? I, yes. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I'm so jelly. We do not <laughs> yeah, do me, fillings. Um, uh, Marie, the French hygienist, was talking about this a couple of weeks ago, and she was like, "Oh my goodness, I wish we could do that in America." So uh, we can also do any anything restorative on baby teeth. So we're talking pulpotomies, extractions, fillings, fissure sealants, you name it. Wow. So that's the dental therapy aspect. And then hygiene aspect is basically the same as you guys. So oral cancer screenings, um, periodontal treatment, um, uh, x-rays and the lot. So, yeah, it's um, it's a pretty cool scope of practice. So there's a variety of different ways that we can work and structure your week. And some hygienists, OHTs work all three. Some just work ortho, some just work hygiene, some just work therapy. So there's a lot of flexibility. Yeah, it sounds like you can, I mean, you can't really get bored. You can pick different (laughs) avenues that, you know, it's like one day, okay, I don't want to work with that or I want to just do restorative. That's so neat. Yeah, and that's exactly what I did in my earlier um, years is I just sort of, um, dips my toe in everything just to see what I really liked and what I really enjoyed. And what so did you I find thought, that you were passionate about? So Perio is my baby. I love Perio. <laughs> so you love? So, do you, I'm assuming you guys have um, scale and root planes or deep cleanings mm-hmm. as well. Yes, yeah, and we can do it local anesthetic as well. I forgot to say that. Okay. Because I know in, in some states in America, correct me if I'm wrong, you can't do anesthetic. Yeah, it's right? really different here. Some states allow it, some states don't. Thankfully, mine does, so mm-hmm. I am certified as well in that. Uh, but yeah, some states don't What's allow up with it. the states, man? I don't Why know. I don't know. I feel like it should <laughs> just be one way all across the board, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure there's mm. something I don't understand <laughs> fully <laughs> of that. How many years of like schooling 
does it take for you guys? So three years. And it's not like you guys where I understand you need to do prerequisites. Mm -hmm. So I actually went straight into university straight out of high school and I was out as a registered oral health therapist at 21. So I was really young. Wow. Yeah. See, that makes a lot a lot of sense. I feel like mm. <laughs> I wish we would move into that direction, but what mm-hmm. do I know? That sounds so mm. much nicer. And you, your scope is way broader than ours. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, what's, if you don't mind me asking, like, what's the average mm-hmm. pay of someone that gets out of mm-hmm. school versus maybe a couple years of work? Does it ever change or is it the same? Mm-hmm. So there's actually, as of July 2020, a new award. So uh, it pretty much changes how much oral health therapists can earn in Australia and our associations actually fought really hard against it. Um, but long story short, we actually won that fight a couple of years ago, which means we were excluded from the award. Um, I'll give you a quick little insight into it. So each level has a, um, a different uh, pay ceiling. So if you're on level one, you'll earn, example, $20 an hour um, if you've got this qualification and then so on and so forth. So if you have done a master's and you're up at maybe a level three, um, you're a couple, um, you know, you earn more. But it's unfortunately nowhere near as um, what I believe we deserve um, and a lot of a lot of OHTs um, were a little bit disappointed by it but you know it is what it is and I mean physios practice under it in Australia a lot of healthcare professionals um, do mm. so maybe it was eventually something that was going to happen but um, yeah, it is what it is. So when I graduated in 2013, I started on $45 an hour, um, which was quite good for the time. Really experienced hygienists in the private sector, depending on who you work for. Say, say if you worked for a specialist periodontist, I've heard people can be paid like $75 an hour. Wow. So that's that's probably the ceiling. And then um, I'm, sh- I'm sure there are some hygienists out there who maybe earn a little bit more. But most people sort of hover in the 50 to 60-ish bracket. And then the public sector um, is a, l- a little bit less than that. So um, you might start on in the low mid-20s in the public sector so there's a pretty big difference between working public and private here yeah that is a pretty big difference i don't even know how to compare what we do here in the u.s because it Mm. it really doesn't since we don't have the same scope of practice like truly we focus on oral hygiene education um Mm -hmm. overall evaluation of the gums by taking probing measurements um we are educated in the sense of knowledgeable on night guards, ortho, and how to recommend those products and what to look for in patients. And then, of course, 
profies, imperial maintenance, um, child profies, and debridements. But I would say the starting pay of somewhere here in, let's just say specifically California, I would say as a student is about $45. And the highest I've ever heard is 65 per mm-hmm. hour. Um it's pretty good. Yeah, I would say it's really good. That in Australian dollars is maybe eighty dollars. So that's really good. Oh, okay. I didn't know mm. the conversion. So it's a little bit higher in yes, Australian. Yep. I see. Interesting. Well, well you every day. off on a tangent. Mm. What is your favorite do you have a favorite drink? It could be Coke, it could be margarita, it could be water. (laughs) Do you have a favorite drink? Ooh, I just have a really good green smoothie. Ooh, okay. I don't know, that's quite particular. So I'm talking kale, mango, banana, coconut water. That's my jam. Wow. On the side of like hygiene, is there anything fun that you like to do? Well, aside from um, Emma Talks Teeth, (laughs) (laughs) well, not much at the moment, unfortunately, because of COVID. We've been in lockdown for like six months um, in 2020. So I was off off work for, yeah, half of last year, which was not fun. But generally, um, we do quite a lot of travel. So that's what we love. We're always usually, I remember seeing a post um, that you put up a while ago, and you and Paul go to somewhere different uh, once a year, at least, and we sort of do the same. So that's so neat. Usually, yeah, we're usually somewhere that we've not been before at least once a year. So definitely travel is right up there. We are for sure the same in that. That's exactly mm-hmm. what Paul and I love to do. Now, when you are saying we, is there a special someone in your life? Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, we've oh, we've been together for about three years. So, yeah, he's a good one. He's a good one. That's awesome. And did you guys meet while in... Oh, I lost her, guys. I need a second to get her back. It's okay. something. So we just got disconnected, but we're back on. I called her. She answered, thank goodness. So we're still on the clear. <laughs> we are back. We are um, back. But we were talking about her love life, and it sounds like you have special <laughs> someone in your life that you've been with for about three years, and it's going strong. Yes. So that's good. Yes. Did you guys meet in school or? No. So we actually met at, at the gym. At the <laughs> gym. places. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. No. So it's a it's a funny story. That's a bit of a long one though. Okay. I don't know if go, go, go. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Okay, okay. So, um I used to train at the gym in the morning with one of my girlfriends and one of our guy friends and we used to go pretty early and it's pretty, you know, um small group of people that would actually be at the gym at um, you know, uh 6 o'clock in the morning. So there's always generally the same faces. Anyway, so one day my friend went, was leaving the gym and the receptionist stopped her and was like, hi, I hope you don't mind me asking, but 
there's a guy at the gym here. He thinks you're really pretty and he wants to talk to you, but he just wants to double check that you're available before he does. And so she she had a boyfriend, now um, husband, was like, oh, no, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm taken, but that's really flattering. So she goes on with the day, tells us about it. We all laugh about it. And then the next day, um, we're on the gym floor and we're looking around the gym floor and I was like, uh, which is the guy um, that likes you? And she's like, I don't know. She wouldn't tell me his name because he said not to tell me. But all I know is that he's blonde and that he trains in the morning. So I'm looking over the gym floor and I spot him over in the distance. I'm like, Jenny, it's got to be him. He's the only blonde guy on the gym floor here. And I'm like, he's cute, Jenny. That's flattering. So I leave to go to work and I'm on the tram and I get a call from my friend and she's like, oh my God, Emma. So the guy is actually asking about you. He wasn't asking about me. The receptionist got confused because obviously it's um, us two girls and our guy friends. So I think she just assumed that it was um, my friend. Mm -hmm. So... She goes, I told her that, yes, you're single and he needs to talk to you. And apparently the reception was telling my friend that he's a really nice guy. I wouldn't tell you to, you know, go on a date with him if he was creepy or anything like that. I think you should give him a go. So <laughs> my friend goes, he's really nice and he's cute and he's an architect. So just go on a date with him. So <laughs> and then the next day. He came up to me at the water fountain at the gym and we had a little chat and he asked for my number and then, yeah, we went out for a date that weekend and the rest is history. Like, we spent the entire day together. I've never had a date like that in my life. You know, sometimes when you're not feeling it, you're like, oh, you know, got to go. But we spent the whole day together and it was nice. And here we are today. Oh my God, what a sweet, sweet story. Thanks for sharing that. That's so cute. So cute that he like had the guts to like still chase after you, even after he thought probably that you said no, but it was the wrong friend. How, how funny is that? And it's funny because he's like, no, can you just double check that you asked the wrong girl? Oh, I missed this part of the story. So as I was walking down the stairs, because the gym was double story, he was standing at reception with the receptionist and they were looking at me and I was like, oh, okay, this is a bit strange, but just went on with my day. So maybe I think it was then he was like, no, that's her, <laughs> not the other one. Yeah, not the <laughs> other the one. one. I want that one. <laughs> yeah. That one. <laughs> well, well, I um, thought it was nice because... You know, he actually went out of his way to actually make sure that I was single before he just came up to me to be like, hey, how's it doing? <laughs> what a gentleman. What a gentleman. I, I thought so. So what countries have you guys been to together? So we've been to the Philippines Ooh. and we've been to New Zealand together and um, Bali. Bali. And then COVID hit. <laughs> I know. We probably would have hit two more right? Mm -hmm. Because last mm -hmm. year and then this year, same here. We were supposed to go to, uh, we were supposed to go to France and Japan. That was our next. Oh. Uh, we were supposed to do that last year. Japan. I've never been. I've always wanted to go. Um, and then this year we were hoping to do Africa. 
I've always wanted to do like the safaris oh, and like all that. I've heard it's very, very expensive, but I was willing to sell my soul for that trip. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's ever been, like if when I speak to patients, absolutely recommend it. Yeah, I know that is the same exact too. thing. It's very rare when I run into a patient that has been to that country but every mm. single time like a patient talks about they're like you have to go it's like a trip of a lifetime so now i'm just i am more eager to go soon Hopefully i know soon. soon enough well okay so back to oral uh therapy mm-hmm. i wanted to ask you a question this sure. may be de- may be a difficult one But let me know how, I want to know how you deal with a difficult patient. Someone Mm. walks in, they're a new patient, or maybe they're not a new patient. They've been going there for years. They've never seen you. And they are just not having it with anything that you say. How Mm -hmm. do you manage or cope with a difficult patient? Like what's, how do you do it? How do Mm. you turn the appointment up? How do I turn it around? Yeah. I think mainly listening to the patient if they're if they are a talkative patient. And if they do, they usually tell you what they don't like, what they expect. And if they're like that, I really try to get that out of them because I want to do the best on my part to make you know, to make the appointment as best as I can for them. But sometimes it really depends on the patient. If they're not giving me a word, if they're not giving me, you know, anything at all, I find that the best thing to do is just shut up and do my job. <laughs> like if they're rude and if they've given me attitude, I'm going to, you know, do everything I need to do and say everything I need to say as, as much as I can. But I just, it's really difficult to break those barriers sometimes. And then on my end, it's just, you know, trying not to take it too personally. Sometimes you're sitting there and it's like, oh, did I say something wrong? Or, you know, did I say something to offend them? And then I think you just got to tell yourself that maybe they've just had a crap day and they're taking it out on you and it's nothing you've done and you know you're going to give them a good clean just like you treat every other patient and you know hope that um you they've left with a positive experience um you know on a more positive note than when they walked in but yeah it's definitely patient specific but for me personally it's just trying not to take it personally I found that really hard earlier on in my career like when I was a lot younger especially um, like I was saying I was 21 when I first graduated so I was baby faced still had that baby fat (laughs) yeah I did look I did look really young and so some um, you know, maybe older men, older people would come in and be like, she literally looks like she's in high school. And Does you know, she even know what she's doing? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. So I really struggled with that early on. But as, as I've grown and as I've become more confident um, in my abilities and, and my skills, it definitely doesn't affect me as much anymore. 
Well, that's positive to hear. I feel like we all kind of go through like that hard time where we first enter our careers and we take everything so personally. Mm-hmm. And I think we just have to remind ourselves, like you said, like that person may be going through something at home or in their life that they may just be taking it out on you. And sometimes it's just best to be forward and say what you need to say and then just go about the appointment. Like, yes. it's not you, it's them. You know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> that saying that they have, it's not you, it's me. Well, it's Absolutely. them. And so I I think you couldn't have said it better. Like, yes, just go about the appointment, make the best of it, and go on with your day. And if you're mm-hmm. young and you're just getting into it, I feel like you kind of have to build a tough skin and just say mm-hmm. to yourself, like, you got to win this patient over and prove to them in a sense that, like, yes, you may look young, but you went to school and you mm-hmm. know what you're doing. 100%. Yeah, I had a patient one time and it was maybe the second time that I'd seen her and I remember from the first time she was she was quite pleasant but this time around just wasn't giving me anything and I, um, what did I do? I think I accidentally maybe got the suction with her lip and she was like, Ow, that really hurt. And, of course, I apologise. But she just started crying, like, in the dental chair. I think that was just maybe the straw that broke the camel's back for her that day. And she just started bawling her eyes out. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And she's like, I'm so sorry. It's not you. I just had a really big argument with my husband this morning. We're having a really difficult time at the moment. Um, it's not you. It's not you, I swear. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just my life at the moment. And, yeah, that to me, um, this was a couple of years ago. I was like, yeah, people are going through stuff. You just never know, right? You never, ever, ever know. I just, I just kill them with kindness, you know? You just, that's how I live my life, really. Just kill them with kindness. Yeah. Just, kill you're them giving all me crap, kindness. but I'm just going to keep a level head and um, do a good job for you and just not add fuel to that fire at the moment because it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So, how did you evolve into coming Emma's? Teeth talk. <laughs> yeah, Emma talks well, teeth. I'm sorry. I apparently am no, a dyslexic because I keep flipping Emma talks teeth. Mm-hmm. Emma talks teeth. Okay, got it. <laughs> and Emma is spelled E M M A. Yes. Okay. Well, I was umming and ahhing it for a long time. When I say long, I'm talking six months and I remember when you came up on my explore page in 2018 I remember thinking that's so cool I wish I had the confidence to do that like I wish I could put myself you know in a position like that and make myself vulnerable by sharing my life and what I do in clinic every day but at that point in time just wasn't ready yet you know and then a couple of years passed I'd moved on from the job I was in and it was yeah in lockdown where I was just evaluating my life and what I wanted to do moving forward and I 
I was like, I think, I think I'm going to try this. But it took me six months to actually bite the bullet. So it was a week after my birthday earlier this year. And I was like, no, just do it. Who cares what people think? Um, You know, no one else is doing this in Australia at the moment. I think I was like, people need to know more about their oral health and, you know, be educated more about, um, you know, how important it is, you know, to the rest of your body. And late last year, I actually started my own teeth whitening business um, mid-lockdown and I was doing that for a while and I found I just kept getting the same questions over and over again. Like, what's the difference between the product that you use and the product that a teeth whitening technician or a beautician use? And I was like, people need to know this. People need to understand, you know, why you should be going to the dentist or seeing a dental professional or a dental hygienist for these procedures and the differences between the type of products that are out there. And then that for me was like, you know what, just do it. So I think my teeth whitening business was the first stepping stone that then gave me the confidence because I was already putting myself out there on that platform to then step into creating a professional dental page. So yeah, it's been fun. And sometimes I think I wish I'd started it earlier, but I know I started it at the right time when I was really ready and I was um, confident. And yeah, I just think everything happens at the right time. So yeah, that's that's how Emma Talks Teeth um, started. I love it. I really do love it. And if it makes you feel any at ease with your decision and timing, like, I say to myself too, like, man, I wish I would have started sooner. Like, I wish I would have started it in my journey in school. But yes, when I was in school, I could barely handle like having all the homework, the tests, the exams, uh, the clinic. And (laughs) I was just like, when would you have ever had time to document your life? Like Mm. the amount of energy that social media takes upon anybody's life, like, like you said it you have to be mentally prepared for it first of all you're being judged by several people behind their smartphones or computer Mm -hmm. tablets and you have to say to yourself I'm not going to care or screw anybody that thinks anything negative about me I'm going to use that as a way to empower myself grow as a person but you yeah. truly have to be in a good mindset to put yourself out there on the internet. Absolutely, absolutely. And like you were talking about with Brit, you know, there are people out there who, you know, don't say nice things. <laughs> and, yeah, you do need to have a tough skin um, uh, to be able to, to deal with that and, you know, push it under the rug and, keep going and remembering the greater good and you know remembering that you're you're putting good out there so that that's what matters you know yeah I actually just got back from a dinner with one of my good friends Simone she is a dental hygienist Uh, she graduated Mm -hmm. here in the states in California and we get together every so often kind of catch up on each other's life and today she was like yeah I changed my you know my platform to more dental related because I really do love teeth and 
I do love educating people and teaching them and showing them like what product they should be using without selling. Mm. And she was like, I'm just so nervous about basically what people would say or like, you know, that she's like copying someone or she's doing this for not good reasons. And I told her, I looked at her and I was like, you have to stop caring what people think. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the first mistake that you're making. And secondly, you have to look at it as though it's still your job. Like, eight times, Mm -hmm. she sees eight patients. I see eight patients. Eight times a day, we're educating people. We're helping people. We're scaling. We're taking off bacteria. By sharing information on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it may be, you are also still continuing your your duty as a dental professional and still educating even more than the eight patients that you get to see a day through a computer screen and you get to be funny and you get to show your personality use cool music behind it yeah and what like better way to like educate people so I just think it's all in the eyes of whoever is watching your stuff and yes people Mm. are going to judge you and it sucks it really sucks we have to have a tough Mm. skin Uh, definitely but like you said how great is it that we get to make an impact beyond the four walls of the dental clinic right you know i've met so many people off um, starting my page so many amazing great people I've met people from all corners of the globe and it's just right it's a really great community it's a really great community it's it's fantastic like I'm loving it so far the things that you learn little tips and tricks like the other day I did uh bonding attachments for Invisalign for the first time and I had I put a little question box out there just asking if anyone had any tips for me and my DMs were flooded with other OHTs, other hygienists, just giving me the tips, um, everything that they knew to help me. It's just such a great way that we can help each other collaborate and learn. It's so great. I, Yes, I agree. I have definitely learned so much through Instagram, through other people. I have honestly bonded with so many different people, hygienists, Mm. nurses, healthcare professionals, patients, normal everyday people. um, Mm -hmm. And it has been one of the biggest blessings of my life. I feel like Mm. it has just shaped me in the person that I am today and I'm so grateful it makes me a better better clinician every day because I learn more from all different types of people oh I love that for you yeah and, and you would you would that's so great yeah have you ever I mean I know that you went to high school and then immediately into the university for dental hygiene have you ever considered a different career and if you could what would have been like your other option as a career oh i've honestly not considered 
another career and I'm quite thankful to be able to say that I still love what I do <laughs> which is which is a blessing you know some people you know don't know what they want to do in this life and can be really hard in those situations so no I definitely still do love teeth and dental hygiene and oral health education I love it but my actual second preference um, from high school was nursing so if that ain't Filipino of me I don't know what is (laughs) (laughs) that's funny why did you ultimately choose dental hygiene over nursing well I actually did work experience so it's something that you do here in the third last year of high school and I went to a healthcare clinic which was great and you could go I was in with the physio and I was in um, with the dentist and I was in with um, the dietitian so it was a really great overview of the different sectors of healthcare and I just found dentistry so fascinating And, you know, people coming in and saying to the dentist, oh, my God, you know, I've been so self-conscious of my smile or I've been really wanting to improve my dental hygiene and coming here has turned my life around. There's something about that that I really liked. And I I remember looking into a person's mouth for the first time and I was like, I didn't know what I would, how I would feel about it. I thought I would be grossed out, but I was like, "Oh, this is really cool." <laughs> and then I, I also had uh, two family friends that were um, dental hygienists, and they, they just spoke the world of it. Loved, loved their job, um, loved where they worked, and that was that was it for me. And what also attracted me to the profession other than um, those aspects were like the flexibility so I have a few friends at the moment who work in uh, the corporate world and engineering and it is really really difficult to just step away from work and say you want to start a family etc etc um, it's not that easy to just slot back into where you were. So I feel like um, our profession really allows for more of that flexibility if that you know if that's what you want in life and that's what you um, have envisioned. So I really like that about the profession as well. but yeah. So if you could start all over again, would you choose dental hygiene again? Oh, absolutely. I love it for sure do you ever foresee yourself getting burnt out Mm. well I I have been at a point in the past but I don't think I it was it's strange to think about it now in hindsight I didn't know I was at the time I don't know if that makes sense Mm -hmm. but I think sometimes you just you work and you work and you work and I was just coming home with like tension headaches and I was grinding my teeth and I just knew after a certain while that I just, I just had to step back from working as much as I was and so um, that's when I decided to um, decrease my clinical days and I only work 
29 hours a week now. So I work Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, a half day Friday, some Saturdays, but that's all I'll work. I won't ever work more than, yeah, 29 hours a week. And the more that I think about it, all those things I was experiencing at that point in my life, I was like, wow, I think I was burnt out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it wasn't apparent at the time, but when I'd actually pulled myself um, back and ended up moving on, I was like, oh, wow, that was that's something that I, that I can see now. So, yeah, definitely, burnout is definitely a big thing, um, I guess, in a lot of industries, but I feel like in dental hygiene it's definitely – easy to fall into it without even knowing yeah I agree I was working five days um last couple years I've talked about it a few times on my podcast Mm. but and it just got to a point where I just my body and my physical like spirit I could feel was just breaking down Mm. and I told my husband I just you know I knew that it was beginning to be too much But there was just a day where I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm done working five days a week, plus coming home every night and spending two to three hours responding to all my direct messages and making content on the weekends. Like, I didn't ever have time for myself. So I feel like there just wasn't a good balance in my life. And I just said, like, you need to let go of that one day so that you can dedicate more time to social media and to like babying that because I really did mm. want to grow just faucet, but I really didn't know how. Um, and I feel like my burnout of five days a week actually pushed me more to like step away clinically one day so that I could concentrate on social media and just make that leap but it was so scary (laughs) so scary because I'm so used to that paycheck coming in no matter what on that fifth day and it's like okay well if Jasmine doesn't make enough reels or TikToks or um, picture posts or like gain enough followers or all this different stuff like is that going to impact my pay as a social media influencer? And I just cut back that day for it. So it was a really hard, like, um, I guess, decision for myself. Like, did I want to do it or did I not? And ultimately ended up choosing to cut back that fifth day, take a bite on the money, and just say, screw it. Like, God, just, like, take me where I'm supposed to go. And if this is meant to be, it's meant to be. If not, I'll pick up that day somewhere else. <laughs> like, I'll go back to what I was doing. But yeah. he's proved me right ever since, like, I stopped. And this year was a whole new year for me. I cut down to four days. Like, the weekends, I spend one day making social media content. And I just feel so much more balanced in my life. And kudos to anybody that works five days full time. I don't know how you do it, but oh, you yeah. are a superhero. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> uh, yeah. I commend those people. I agree. I agree. What is your favorite oral health care product to recommend on the market? Ooh. 
to your patients? Like, let's just say electronic-wise. So, yeah, let's say, like, toothbrush or water pick. Thanks for narrowing it down for me because that was really tough. I know. I should have made it, like, I'm sorry. I should have narrowed it down. Now I'm being very specific. Like, something that plugs into the wall. Okay, great, great. That makes it a lot easier for me. Okay, well, we'll keep it simple, and I'm going with my Oral-B electric toothbrush. Ooh, and so you like the oscillation. I'm a, yeah, I'm a team Oral-B, yep, 100%. She's team Oral-B. And I just like this, the smaller head and how you can adapt it better around the distals of the molars, you know, like that gets me. I get patients come through all the time just – that distal calc and I'm like you're not getting back here and <laughs> yeah it's Focus great to get into those areas mm-hmm. yeah I I have to agree wow. I've never I just started using um oral b pretty recently um and mm-hmm. it's not because I was against it I just grew up only knowing Philips sonic care because my mom introduced me to that and that that was what she bought me. So I use yeah. whatever my mama bought Sonic me. Sonic is huge in the US. Mm-hmm. I find uh, it's not as big here. Like a little, um, we're a bit more team Oral-B down this way of the world. Yes, <laughs> I find that Oral-B is more worldwide for sure. Mm. Versus Philips, I think, is more limited here to the States, which is wild mm. to me because when you go to the super or our markets here are like Target or Walmart or yeah. Costco, like Oral B and Philips Sonicare are like the two main electric toothbrushes. Mm. And so that's so interesting that you say that. Yeah, I have I do have a few patients who use the Sonicare, but their reasoning for buying it is because they liked the the sleek design. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's pretty much their reason for purchasing that over the, the Oral-B. But clinicians down here definitely, as far as I know, that's my consensus anyway, <laughs> that, uh, yeah, we sort of lean towards the Oral-B. Love it. I love all of them. I mean, obviously, it's up to, like, the person that uses it, but I think yeah, they're exactly. go- they're both great options and yeah, Agreed. I think any patient that uses it correctly and every day will have success. <laughs> if mm-hmm, they keyword, mm-hmm. if they use it every day. <laughs> That's it. Consistency is key. Yes, exactly. Okay, so next question is who like is your biggest inspiration? Oh, who's my biggest inspiration? <laughs> Oh, it would definitely be my parents. Um, they they actually both um, moved from the Philippines to New Zealand. So I was actually born in New Zealand. We spent the first seven years of my life there and then we came to Melbourne, Australia. And so they moved separately. So my mum actually moved to New Zealand at the age of 24 and, and that, like that baffles me because I have always been quite comfortable living in Melbourne and I've never really thought about moving overseas ever. Um, it's just not, I think because I am comfortable and I'm close with my, you know, family and friends, Melbourne's just home. But I see my parents as like life entrepreneurs, you know, just 
wanting to try something different, you know, in in search for, you know, a better life and just to see what else is out there. So um, I remember growing up, you know, we didn't we didn't have a lot of money and, yeah, we definitely um, weren't um, wealthy, but my parents did everything, everything for me and my brother to, um, you know, have us go to, you know, the best school in the area and, you know, sometimes the budget was really tough and, you know, they, I could see they were stressed sometimes as you got older and you could start to, you know, pick up on those types of things. But they just did everything for us and, you know, bringing us to Australia. And so as a New Zealand citizen, which I am still currently in Australia, when I was studying, we weren't eligible for any, um, like, student fee help or anything like that so it's a little bit different here in Australia where um, I'm not sure what it's like in the states but yeah if you're not a citizen you can't get um, sorry what are we I've lost my train of thought Um, you have you can't pay local fees so yeah my parents paid for dental hygiene school for me like up front like and you know to some families you know maybe 30 or 40 thousand dollars isn't much but for my family was huge 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 so like where I am today honestly couldn't have been here without my parents for sure and also I really commend people who work through dental hygiene school because I, I didn't work and I found dental school really stressful and tough not working. So for anyone that works through dental hygiene school, like kudos to you. That is amazing. Um, but yeah, definitely my parents. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. My dad is my biggest inspiration as well yeah. as my mom. And mainly I would say my dad kind of shaped it in a sense because he was involved in dentistry but both of my parents like yours made so many sacrifices for me to be where I'm at and I'm so internally grateful and I feel like I owe my whole life career success anything everything to them so I can relate to you on so many levels of that But first, I'm going to take a break really quick, Emma, and I'm just going to tell the crowd that this podcast has been sponsored by OrthoBuddy. It is an orthodontic toothbrush made for traditional and lingual braces. It takes anywhere between 20 to 30 seconds to use with toothpaste, and you can use it to brush above and below the wire of the upper and the lower teeth. And of course, you follow up with your regular toothbrush. It replaces your proxy, interproximal, or even Christmas tree brush, and it lasts about three to four months, which I absolutely love because it's easy to remember. Throw away that bad boy when you throw away your toothbrush. It is made up of birch wood, and it helps orthodontists, dentists, and even parents turn patients from poor brushers during orthodontic treatment to excellent brushers. It prevents white spots, decalcification, cavities, and gum issues by cleaning all around and in between the brackets, elastics, and up to the gums. OrthoBuddy is super easy, safe, and effective. You can find them on ortho 
ortho-buddy.com or on their Instagram, ortho underscore buddy. Thanks, Ortho Buddy, for sponsoring my podcast to be able to talk to Emma. She has been such a great pleasure on our podcast today. What are you going to do for the rest of the weekend? And we'll close out on that. What am I doing? Well, we've actually just come out of lockdown. So, yay. Oh, um, wow. Yes. So, thank gosh. Thank God. Um, probably just go, maybe go for a drive tomorrow because tomorrow's Sunday. Um, oh, that's right. You're in the future. <laughs> yes, I'm in the future. <laughs> and maybe create some content um and you just take sunday evening off and just relax i think i love it that sounds like a fabulous sunday and closing out your week to obviously being open back up does this mean no masks for you guys or do you guys still have to wear masks still have to wear masks so inside and outside at the moment okay okay and have you guys started vaccinations Yes, we have. Yep, yep. So nice. it's a pretty slow rollout this at um, in Australia. Yeah. I think we, I don't know what the logistics are, but yeah, it's super slow at the moment. Um, not even, yeah, not even half the population's vaccinated at the moment. Um, but yeah, obviously there are many other nations in the world that needed it more than us. I don't know if that played a part in, you know, receiving what we were meant to get, but yeah, slow and steady. <laughs> Well, I will tell you this, when we opened back up, I felt so weird going out into the real world again. Like, I still honestly feel weird about going to, like, the movie theaters or, Mm -hmm. like, walking into Starbucks to get a coffee without my mask. I'm just like, what? Like, (laughs) this is just so bizarre. And we just live in, like, a whole new world. And even, like, the new normal... It is not normal. even close mm-hmm. to what normal was before. And I no. will say I really miss it, but obviously everyone's safety is priority and health, mm. of course. And I'm so happy that you're doing well, and I hope you enjoy the day with your boyfriend, relaxing, making TikToks or whatever content <laughs> you need to make. I look forward to seeing so much of it, and it was so pleasure, so much of a pleasure getting to know you, and thanks for hopping on here. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for staying up. Oh, my God. Yeah, of course. I'm going to go snuggle with my hubby now and bug him. I haven't seen him all day. (laughs) (laughs) We're on, like, opposite schedules ourselves. So, like, he gets home later. And Mm. so our schedules are just so opposite. (laughs) Have a lovely weekend. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure getting to know you. I hope you have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye, sweetie. Take care. Bye. You too. Bye. Thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode. If you are not following me on my Instagram, just floss it. You are missing out. But if you are, I am so happy to have you guys on here. If you have any more topics you want me to discuss, or maybe you have a dental influencer you want me to bring on the podcast, I would love to hear any input you have. Until then, I hope you guys have a phenomenal week. I loved getting to chat with Emma, and I look forward to my special guest next week. Stay tuned next week, and we'll discuss some more hygiene stuff. Bye, guys. Take care. Enlightening, honest, and funny. You've been listening to Just Floss It with Jasmine Capra. Keep up with Jasmine at JustFlossIt.com and follow her on Instagram and TikTok at Just Floss It. 
Thanks for listening. Have a great week, y'all. Oh, I